We all have dreams, but dreams by their very nature can be difficult to achieve. That's where Access Credit Union comes in. Whether it's going to college, owning a car or building your dream home, your local credit union can help you to fulfill your dreams. Access Credit Union. Funding dreams for over 50 years. Close your eyes and pull like down. <laughs> and a new Irish record for Phil Healy, 22.99. Christy Cooney hands over the Sam McGuire Cup to Graham Canty, Cork All-Ireland Champions for the seventh time ever. Hello and welcome to a special bonus Olympics edition of the Star Sport Podcast. My name is Jack McCarran of the Southern Star and I'm joined as always by Star Sport Editor Kieran McCarthy. Before we kick things off, I'd just like to give a gentle reminder as always to our listeners and viewers to please rate, review and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts spotify and youtube the star sport podcast is brought to you by access credit union access credit union pride themselves on delivering for their members speak to them today about funding your dream access credit union funding dreams for over 50 years as mentioned earlier in the week we'll be putting out a series of special bonus olympic podcasts over the course of the tokyo games to keep everyone up to date with what's going on with our West Cork Olympians over in Japan. And today, we're going to hear from Jake McCarthy, twin brother of Finton and a world-class rower in his own right, who sadly missed out on his chance to qualify for the Games due to injury. Jake's going to preview the Olympic rowing, which kicks off in the early hours of Saturday morning, and he's also going to give us a crash course in how Olympic rowing actually works. But first, Kieran, as I mentioned, the West Cork rowers set to take to the water this weekend will do so in the very early hours of saturday so you might take this opportunity to give us a rundown of the draw and when we can expect to see each of our west cork rowers on the olympic water this is like uh, christmas eve for for sports fans right across west cork and and, and ireland right now the olympics they're, they're finally here jack i'm excited what about you are you excited yeah, I'm absolutely buzzing and I have to say like the only time I really stay stay up as late as I'm going to stay up this weekend is around big fight nights and there's a thrill I think about getting up in the middle of the night to watch a sporting event like I get up to watch all the Canelo fights, the Floyd Mayweather fights in his day over in America. So I'm already feeling that buzz. I'm going to set my alarm. I'm going to go to bed, get a few hours kip and then get up and spend the early hours of Saturday morning gorging on Olympic rowing. 100% and it's going to be an early start on Saturday morning so from a Skipperine and West Cork perspective that's what we're going to look at right now so at 2.50am Irish time on Saturday morning Aoife Casey and Margaret Crimmon will be in action in the heats of the, the lightweight women's double then at 3.30am on Saturday morning it's the time for Paul O'Donovan and Fintan McCarthy to kickstart their bid for Olympic gold in the heats of the lightweight men's double skulls and then at four o'clock, 4 a.m. on Saturday morning, Emily Hegarty from Affadown and the Irish Women's Four are in action in their heat. So as you can see, Jack, it's a quite an early start or late night uh, on Saturday morning. 
Um, but well, what, well what's, what, what's, what's your what's your tactics? What's your plan? Will you stay up through the night, or will you head to bed early, get a few hours, keep set the alarm, get up around two a.m. and settle in for the morning, or are you going to plan to stay and just see the night through? I'd probably have to get a couple of hours kip early on. I'm one of those unusual folk. If I wake up at any point during the night, I just can't go back to sleep. So um, there's not a hope in God I'll be able to go back to bed after four o'clock in the morning. So I'll have to struggle, struggle through Saturday and I'll catch up on whatever sleep I, I need on, on Saturday night. So that's that's my that's my plan. Get a few hours kip early, get up then maybe quarter to three for Aoife and Meg's heat. And then we'll, we'll power through the day because... I'll have to populate and keep our website going too, Jack. So um, for those who will, who won't be, who won't watch the races maybe live, check out the Southern Star website as soon as you get up on Saturday morning and you can catch up with all the action there as well. Yeah, we're going to have a new section. It'll hopefully be live on the site by the time most of you are listening to this. So it's southernstar.ie forward slash Olympics. And that's where you'll find all the most up-to-date, freshest, Olympic news when it comes to our West Cork Olympians. Kieran, just before we, we, we go and hear from Jake, what, what do you know about the broadcasting schedule as it stands? Will they be showing all of the Irish showing live on RTE? Will there be morning highlight shows? How is it going to work? Because obviously the time difference is quite substantial. Yeah, there's an eight hour time difference there. And that's that's worth keeping in mind when when people are planning their viewing, um, it's it's worth checking out the Irish time of the events that you want to watch. So RT and Fairness have tremendous coverage coming up. They've sent out a strong team over there. So they'll have action through the night. They'll have catch-up shows the next morning. They'll have more highlight shows during the day. So check out with RT as well and you won't miss a thing. And um, so they're... Um, but as well as RT, of course, you the Southern Star media channels. Why do you need RT when you want to find out about the Skibbering Roars and Phil Healy? Just, just stick with us. We'll keep you informed. We'll tell you what you need to know about the Skib Roars and Phil, Phil Healy. So all our Southern Star media channels, whether it's the website, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Jack, we've got this Olympics covered. Yeah, the only thing I would say against that was, unfortunately, our bid to have live coverage of the Games fell short of the 250 million or so they were probably looking for but we will be able to share live blogs live stories of how things are going but i'm just going to say i will unfortunately here and be tuning in to rte at least some of the time to watch the races as they happen but now let's turn to jake mccarthy uh kieran i mentioned he is a world-class rower in his own right he was in contention for a seat in the lightweight double in the end it went to paula donovan and his twin brother Fintan McCarthy, but you caught up with Jake to chat about the Olympics. Um, how is he keeping? Is he excited? It must be strange for him to be sitting back at home in Affadown when his twin brother Fintan is halfway across the world gearing up for a, a run at a potential Olympic gold medal. I was great to get Jake on the show. I think Jake is officially a friend of the show now. I think he's third or fourth time on the podcast. So it was brilliant just to get Jake's insight. Like you said there, he's a world-class roar himself. And he was in that Irish men's lightweight group that was um, that was competing for those two seats in the double. So you had the twins, Jake and Finton, and you had the brothers, Gary and Paul. And those four men were competing for those for those two seats. And as we know now, it's Paul O'Donovan and Finton McCarthy who are in that boat. So who better to, to find out more about the Irish lightweight double and the whole Rowing Ireland crew than Jake McCarthy? Because he is right 
stuck in the middle of it. Unfortunately, he suffered a back injury last year and that kept him off the water for the bones of 10 months. And the good news is he's back on the water. He's back training. Um, he was hoping to get to the World Championships in Shanghai in mid-October, but they were cancelled last week. So instead, he's going to focus on the National Championships in um, the National Run Centre in mid- mid-August. But before that... There's the little matter of the Olympics that kick off uh, this Friday. So, Jake, will talk us through the different crews and the different skibbering roars that will be in action over the next week or so. But first off, Jack, he gave us the dummy's guide to rowing. Uh, a real treat now on this bonus star sport podcast. We're joined by uh, a world-class international rowing star, Jake McCarthy. Welcome to the podcast, Jake. Thanks for having me here. Uh, thanks for coming on because it's a, a huge couple of days and a huge week or so ahead for Irish rowing. Um, the, the athletes are all over in Tokyo. The games are, are kicking off on Friday. The rowing is starting early Saturday morning, Irish time. Just to check in first, have you been chatting to your brother Finton or any of the, the, the skib rowers over in Tokyo? And if you have, how have they been keeping? Yeah, yeah. I think they're um, keeping occupied as well, just looking at the scenery and stuff. Um, so like, cause they were in a holding camp, I think for a few days, um, a while from Tokyo actually, but that place looked pretty cool and like chilled out kind of like Zen. There's a lot of, uh, stuff to do that's kind of good for the mind. I think you could like go in and meditate in different places and all this kind of stuff. And then, so they moved on then from there a couple of days ago to the village and sure there's a lot to see there as well. So, um, I think that kind of helps as well to, maybe keep their mind off the racing and you know, not just focusing on that one aspect. Excitement is building in Tokyo and it's building here at home, especially here in Skipperin and in West Cork. Um, looking at the rowing, so there's Rowing Ireland, there's, there's 13 rowers gone out, there, there's six boats and we're very much interested here in the Skipperin rowers. But before we look at the boats itself, can you give us just a quick rundown, almost a dummy's guide to rowing? Um, because for the next week or so, everyone's going to be interested in the rowing. So we've lightweights and heavyweights. What's the difference, Jake? So basically uh, the heavyweight is an open category. So you tend to have really kind of tall and most strong, um, you know, long limbed uh, males and females, you know, they could be, the guys could be like six foot seven kind of, you know, um, and a hundred kilos. So basically, yeah, the main difference is that it's open weight. Um, so, you know, you tend to have really big people going in that. And then for the lightweights, then, um, you have to weigh in for guys, it's 70 kg. And then for the girls, it's 57 kilos. Um, so yeah, lightweights have to weigh in at that, a crew average of that. So, and I think the max one, one guy can be, or one girl can be is, I think I'll get straight 59 for the girls can be the heaviest and 72 and a half for the guys. And then on the lighter side, then if they, they are in a double, it'd be um, 67 and a half for the guys and 55 for the girls, you know, so it's on average that 1757. And we're going to hear a lot over the next couple of days about sculling and sweeping. Can you explain to us those terms as well? And what's the difference between sculling and sweeping? Yeah. So in sculling, it's two oars. Uh, each rower has two oars each. Um, and then with the sweep, they only hold one or each. Yeah. 
And with this, um, like you said, the sculling and sweeping, like I said, six Irish boats out there. And we're going to have a quick look now at some of the boats. And so we're going to start with the Irish men's lightweight double. And this is a boat you know a lot about, Jake, because like I said when I intro yeah. you, like you're a, you're a world-class athlete yourself. And you were in the hunt for, for one of these seats when you think back to last year. But unfortunately, an injury sidelined you then. So in the boat, we have Paul O'Donovan and we have your twin brother, Fintan McCarthy. Talk to us about what these two have achieved together. They're world champions, they're European champions, they're, they're tipped for medal in Tokyo. Um, how, how good are they, Jake? Yeah, sure, they're, they're world class. Like, they're definitely one of the best um, crews in the world at the moment, anyway. Um, you can kind of see it in their physiology, you know, on Eric Tesson, as well as on the water as well. Um, just how they row so well together and stuff. Um, so yeah, pretty much they're quite high up. They're going into this regatta, like I said, as world and European champions, and, and they've been very impressive. Do you think that brings a level of expectancy and pressure in, or are these two lads just so well used to it at this stage that they just bet that off? Yeah, I think they're probably quite good at handling it. You know, I think what they have been doing to date, anyway, as far as I know, is just go go out and go as hard as they can and give their best performance, you know. And luckily that's been cold at the last few regattas. So um, it's been going well so far. So I think the game plan won't really change. You know, they'll just go out and execute the best race they can. And um, hopefully now with the extra training they've done, um, they can they can do well. They're, I think the, the lightweights are, the lightweight doubles are starting off. I think early Saturday morning Irish time could be, 2.53 a.m. Um, I know it's it's tough to ask for a, a prediction, but you think the two lads can do quite well over? Yeah, well, I think, you know, based on how they've done this year, um, if they keep their heads and stuff, uh, should be looking good um, for a medal anyway, yeah. and hopefully, you know, the gold. That's, I think that's where we're all keeping our, our fingers, toes crossed. We're, we're lighting candles and we're saying prayers in the Venus. Everywhere, Jake. And um, like I said, the lightweight uh, crews are out early on Saturday morning Irish time. And that's also the, the Irish lightweight women's crew of Aoife Casey from Skibbereen and Megs Kremen from Rochestown. This crew did tremendously well to get to the Olympics. They, they took a qualification spot and offer in Lucerne back in May. So they have momentum behind them coming in. They're almost surprise packets in a way. So can you see yeah. this young crew causing a, a, a big surprise over? Yeah, definitely. I think that it was, you know, a surprise to some people that they, you know, managed to qualify and stuff. So they really come on leaps and bounds this year, you know, um, just made, they've been really consistent with their training and they both made huge gains, you know, and yeah, that was good enough to get them on a plane to Tokyo, you know. So I think it's it's kind of like a similar situation to maybe how Gary and Paul were in Rio, you know, it's kind of like go out go out and do the best you can. And, you know, there's no expectations, so anything can happen, really. And we saw back in 2016 that the trajectory that Gary and Paul took, even before the Olympics, kind of, they're just getting better and better. And we saw what happened then. And when you when you think about Aoife and Megs, they're quite a young crew. And I remember talking to Aoife a couple of weeks ago when I mentioned about were they more targeting the Paris 2024 Olympics yeah. and the look she gave me kind of told me, no, we're not. We're here right now to, yeah. to, to take on this Olympics. Um, as a young crew going over there, like I said, they've momentum behind them. They've proved that they're good enough to get to the Olympics. So 
What would you think a good Olympics be for for Aoife and Megs, Jake? Um, I guess maybe better or around the same as how they've been kind of performing at the moment. I think, I think they finished. Yeah, sorry, they were fifth at the Europeans, um, which is a great result, you know, making the the A final there. Um, so geez, if they could get in the A final of the of a world event at the Olympics, it'd be sensational. Like, yeah, but I'd say anything really in the top eight or nine would be like unreal, especially you know with the next cycle and they'll only be getting better that they're young. So, and it's well worth mentioning now that Lydia Heafy from Lip and also Skibreen Rowan Club is the reserve for the lightweight women's double, and Gary O'Donovan is the reserve for the lightweight men. So that's boosting the skib numbers at the Olympics. And we're going to turn out to the to the women's four because Emily Hegarty from Affadown is in this board as well. And Emily is the first heavyweight Olympian from Skibbereen Rowan Club because when you think about the club over the years, lightweights, it's been predominantly lightweights, well, all lightweights that have gone to the Olympics, but Emily is bucking the train. So great first to have a women's heavyweight um, from the club going to the Olympics. And we talk about momentum, Jake. This women's four is they, they are flying in, into this Olympics. They've been so impressive at the Europeans. They finished second behind the Dutch. They they power past the rest of the crews at the final Olympic qualification regatta. So is this women's four with Emily one to watch? Yeah, definitely. Again, like this year, I think they've had more time um as a unit together this year. Um, you know, because there's a bit more switching um up of the crew last year and the previous years so they've actually had a lot more time together the this four and they, they are they've all kind of done pbs you know in their um 2k ergs and stuff and they're all like really at a top top level um and they gel really well as well in the four so um i think yeah they're definitely a they definitely a surprise package and how much does momentum um become a factor in rowing like you mentioned there Aoife and Megs are coming off the back of the qualification regatta. The women's forward Emily are too. Is that actually a factor when it comes to regatta like this, that they're that even in the training camps, that they're taking that momentum from those regattas into training and they're almost bouncing into, into the Olympics? Yeah, it's definitely uh, definitely would be a huge boost, you know, just to know that you're capable of, um, you know, I guess you're classified as being, you deserve to be at the Olympics, you know, your Olympic standards, so... Um, I guess you kind of be thinking, why not? Why can't we go and, um, you know, give it a great, a good shot? But yeah, it would give them more momentum anyway going in, um, definitely. And obviously here in West Cork, we're so, so interested in how the skippering rowers get on. But there is another three boats as well, Irish boats in Tokyo. And there's a couple of medal hopes in there. Looking first at the women's single with Sunita Puspuria. I think she's won two world titles before. Would you put her in the hunt for a medal, Jake? Yeah, yeah, I'd say she's more than capable of it, yeah. She's kind of had, she hasn't had the best luck um, in the previous Olympics or two, but I think, you know, she's gotten a lot more experience since then. And obviously, you know, coming off the back of winning two more world titles, it definitely puts her in a great position. And I think, I think just the confidence from that that she's got, you know, um, she'll definitely be able to back herself and, um, yeah, and go for it. We also have the women's pair. It's the all-carry pairing of Monica Dukarska and Aileen Crowley. And also there's the men's double skull of Ronan Byrne and Philip Doyle. And Ronan and Philip won silver at the Worlds back in 2019. 
and they could yeah. be one to keep an eye out on when we're talking about medal contenders at this Olympics. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, they won silver as well, just behind the Chinese through the Pipton back in 2019 there at the World Cup 2 regatta this year. Um, so I think they came from seventh, they were seventh or eighth, I think, at the Europeans, and they, they kind of really turned it on since then and won a silver um, in the second World Cup. So hopefully if they continue that kind of form, uh, should be looking good for them as well. What's it been like inside the Rowing Ireland team over the last couple of months? Like a record six boats going to Tokyo, 13 athletes across heavyweight and lightweight. Um, it's just a phenomenal time for Irish rowing. So I, I can't imagine what it must be like in there when you're amidst that kind of, that talent and that momentum as well. Yeah, definitely. Like looking, even like seeing the team on paper, you know, like in every event, it's just really impressive how good each of our crews are you know like across the board in every event um and it's kind of like i guess it's inspiring you know for the younger guys that are still training at the wrong center and myself as well um you know seeing them train and how they go about their business you know they they are quite professional about how they go about it as well you know um and it's quite quite inspiring to watch and what's your plan for the Olympics? So you get ready for a couple of, of late nights. I presume there won't be bed till four or five in the morning, it looks like, for the next week or so. Yeah, yeah, definitely for the for the semi and the final anyway. We'll have to have to wake up, have a couple of copies or something. And just to check in on your own uh, fitness right now, Jake, like I mentioned earlier, you had a back injury that sidelined you for, for the best yeah. part of 2020. How are you feeling now? Are you back in the water? How are things going? They're going quite well, yeah. I'm... I'm, I wouldn't be at the same amount of rowing volume that I would be in the past, but I'm kind of supplementing, you know, what I'm losing a bit with some cross training, whether it be like a bit of bike or swimming. And I'm kind of rowing once a day as well. So um, I'd say I'm not too far off, not too far off now. Hopefully ne- now next season. Now I was hoping to go to the World Champs in Shanghai in October, but that got cancelled recently. So um, I guess then the national champs will be will be the biggest race for me this season. And before I let you go, Jake, and you've been brilliant with your time, just a quick word on Finton. Like I said, twin brothers, you're probably apart now this, for this spell now, for the longest you've been in a long, long time. They obviously had the training camp in, in Bagnoles before they, they flew to Tokyo. What's it like to see Finton going to an Olympics in a boat that is possibly a medal contender? Yeah, I was actually kind of, all my friends are asking me that as well, you know. Um, it kind of just, it's not until you like look back and really think about it that you realize what a amazing thing it is, you know, um, like you kind of, I guess, you know, we've been used to just training all year and seeing them do well. It's not until you kind of take a step back and realize that um, what a big, big, actually massive thing it is, you know? So I guess, yeah, again, it's, it's inspiring again and, and hopefully get there one day. No doubt you'll be back at that level before too long, Jake. Thank you so much for looking ahead to the Olympics with us. Enjoy the next week or so. I know for Aurora and for everyone at Skibbering Rowing Club, this is, it's a moment worth waiting for. So the best of luck to Finton and all the Skibbers over. So enjoy it all, Jake. We all have dreams, but dreams by their very nature can be difficult to achieve. That's where Access Credit Union comes in. 
Whether it's going to college, owning a car, or building your dream home, your local credit union can help you to fulfill your dreams. Access Credit Union, funding dreams for over 50 years. Welcome back to the Star Sports Podcast. Great stuff from Jake. There, just to flag a few things then before we wrap up this first Olympic podcast special. As I mentioned at the top of the show, we're going to have a new section, or we do have a new section by the time you're all listening to this, on the website southernstar.ie forward slash Olympics, where you will be able to find all the most up-to-date West Cork Olympic news, whether it's the rowers or Phil Healy in this sprinting. Keep an eye. That's southernstar.ie forward slash Olympics. In this week's Southern Star Sports section, there's a special 24-page Olympics magazine, and I'm going to give Kieran the floor here to just remind people of what's in. And I just have to say, having having been able to read it over the last number of hours, this is a keeper. This is an heirloom that people will pass down through generations, especially if one of the West Cork or two of the West Cork athletes bring home a medal. But regardless, this is something worth keeping. So, Kieran, have the floor. Give us your 60-second sales pitch. Why should people be picking up the star this week? This is a souvenir special. This is a golden era for West Cork sport. We have seven local athletes who are flying the West Cork flag at the Olympic Games. And what this 24-page special in this week's Southern Star does, it, it highlights these tremendous local athletes, these tremendous local ambassadors who are putting their 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 sports and West Cork on the map. And like you said earlier, Jack, this is a Southern Star sports edition that you actually put away and look at in years to come. Back in 2016, after Gary and Paul won that famous Olympic silver, we brought out a special called Lachine Legends, and people still chat about it. It's a keepsake, and this week's Southern Star Sports section is a keepsake too, and it's packed with interviews with our Olympians. We tell you their stories in their own words. We have guest columnists in there, like Joan Healy telling us why her little sister, what she was like growing up in the farm in Nakanidi, and that, that Phil was running, running around on hay bales and stuck in a farm. And we have Marco Donovan, a former world champion rower, giving us an insight into what makes coach Dominic Casey so, so good. So we have all the bases covered here. And it's just a tremendous collection of stories and interviews and insight and analysis and photos of our seven local Olympians who will put West Cork on the map over the next couple of weeks and who will take over Tokyo. Yeah, it's a sensational piece of work. And I can say that because I had no hand in it whatsoever. I wasn't commissioned to do any pieces. Kieran just kept it to the best of the best writing in this. So you want to get your hands on this. It's really an excellent piece of work. There's also a poster, I have to mention, a free poster in this week's Southern Star, which pictures all our West Cork Olympians. This is probably the biggest selling point, in my opinion, of the, of the paper this week. Whatever book here is excellent magazine. Who doesn't want a free West Cork Olympians poster? So keep I an eye out for that. I think unicorns here, Jack. Exactly. So in time for next week's Olympic podcast, I expect you to have the poster hanging up there, or just to the right of the unicorns, and have them both side by side uh, so yeah that's worth picking up the paper for give it to your kids hang it on their walls inspire the next generation of west cork olympians and finally then a special feature that we done and released earlier this week was inside ireland's greatest rowing club which was a video and podcast that went out as i mentioned on tuesday and it tells the inside story of skibbereen rowing club and how they got to a stage where they were able to produce Six Olympic athletes and one Olympic coach. Kieran got a behind-the-scenes tour of Skib Rowing Club with Denise Walsh, a European silver medalist. 
So that's worth checking out. That's on Sitterstar.ie forward slash Olympics as well. It's on our YouTube channel. It's on Spotify. It's on Apple Podcasts. So make sure to check that one out. Kieran, before we wrap up, anything else you want to flag? I think you've covered all the bases there. Um, it's just a it's a great time for sports fans and even just everyone associated with West Cork because, like I said earlier, these seven athletes and the likes of Coach Dominic Casey and Dr. Kate Kirby, who is the Irish sports uh, psychologist who's from Clannacilte, um, they're all tremendous ambassadors for this area. And this is a golden time for West Cork sport. And over the next couple of weeks, we can all sit back, enjoy the Olympic Games. Um, just a great time for sports fans. So that's my advice. Set the alarm clock and enjoy the Olympics. And we'll be back quite soon. We'll have plenty of updates over the next couple of weeks, Jack. Yeah, brilliant. So set the alarm clock. Have the Taking Over Tokyo Southern Star Olympics special beside you and dig in and just enjoy the ride. Thanks for listening to the Star Sport Podcast. We'll be back on Tuesday with our regular show and back at some stage next week with another Olympic special. If you enjoy these shows, please make sure to rate, review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Slán Tamil.